Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And we are here in this New Earth episode celebrating the newness and the creative energies. And one thing that we do to be in the newness is to release the old. And we are in a situation now where this is coming up in a way that is palpable. My guest today is Dr. Monique Hunt, and she's all about ancestral story clearing She's here to share a beautiful journey with us in her personal life and also in how we can each release these stories once and for all. Let's welcome Dr. Monique Hunt back to Quantum Conversations. Hello, Monique. Hello, hello, and thank you for inviting me to come back and join you. This is incredible. I always enjoy talking to you. I always enjoy talking to you. This is uh, an interesting time. We are in the shift. This is definitely a shift. We are leaving the old paradigm behind. Um, yeah. This. Let's start by just catching up with you. Tell us how you've been dealing in these um, new times that we are in. I love the way you presented that, the new times that we're in, because they definitely are new times, aren't they? Yes. Um, I've been actually doing quite well. One of the things that I'm noticing is the ancestors are sharing more messages, more wisdom, uh, giving me more to share with the people in my community and the people that are in my virtual community and providing just more guidance on how to navigate through this experience, giving you know strength and hope and um, really tapping into their resilience and their wisdom and their courage has been pretty amazing. You know, it's been pretty incredible to receive that information and to also share it with my community. And so that has been something that has really created um, a momentum, I would say, with my work 
in that more and more people are wanting this information, seeing the value in the information, as you and I were talking before, seeing the value in the information, wanting to make some change, wanting to deepen their spiritual connections, wanting to experience different spiritual practices. That's what I'm seeing as people are really trying to figure out what is what is the new for them. You know, what what will life look like as they move forward? Mhm. And it is one of balance and I see so much hope with that, although it's not so easy out there because everyone's going through this in different ways. Um, And so I'm going to get a little bit personal there. You were sharing your journey. You know, this has hit your community. This has hit someone that you know and love. And that just brings it so close to home that, you know, maybe some who don't know who anybody who's who's they've lost to this yet, but you have, and yet you've turned this into that hope and inspiration that you are bringing forward. Can you share about your friend? Yes, yes. So I have a friend who um, I admire de- deeply, who before. Um, we really had a real understanding about COVID-19 and how it was going to impact us before the virus was spreading as rapidly as it has and during a time when we were told, oh, it's going to go away, it's not very serious, it won't hit here, it's a hoax, all of these different things were being said. People were still going about their daily lives. My friend went on a ski trip with her ski club And many of them during this ski trip basically got COVID-19. And they returned back to their respective homes because they came from all over the U.S. to join in this, you know, what was to be a really beautiful experience that they do every year. And when they got home, many of them became sick within days of returning back to their homes. And my friend basically got sick during the time that she was, providing care for her son who had just recently had surgery and needed a little bit of support. And during the time, he also got it from her. And within a few days, both of them ended up in the hospital fighting for their lives. And unfortunately, um, his mother, the one that went on the ski trip, 81 years old, mind you, on the ski slope, skiing, healthy, vibrant woman, Unfortunately, she passed away um, due to complications from COVID-19. In the meantime, her son continued to fight for his life, and I'm happy to say that he is COVID-19 free now, still in the hospital, has been in the hospital I think now roughly about 40, 45 days, uh, still recovering from this virus. And I can remember when my friend's wife called me, the one that's in the hospital, his wife called me. Now, I was their wedding officiant, and I've officiated three or four weddings in this family as well. And Julia, the um, the woman who passed away, she would always say to me, you married into our family because I did so many weddings for their, I officiated so many weddings for their family. And so when Lawrence's wife called me to tell me that um, he had COVID-19, for me, at that point, it became very, very real. 
I was taking it seriously already because of the fact that I have a mother who is in the high-risk group. And so I, we had already started to shelter in place, and, you know, we were following the guidelines that we had at that time. But when I got that call, it really changed everything for me because now I knew somebody that had yeah. this virus, right? And now I knew two people who had the virus, and unfortunately um, the um, sister also had it. So all three three family members had this virus, and fortunately two are doing well. And it just really hit home. And I thought to myself, I need to make sense of this. I need to utilize this time to make a shift, to support other people who may be, you know, faced with grief over losing a loved one or who are dealing with their fears about what is happening. I need to be of support, and the best way I can do that is by really working with the ancestors and connecting with the ancestors. And for me, there's another ancestor, you know, there's another person on the other side, Julia, who is one that I can seek wisdom from as we navigate this and as we experience this, you know, very challenging time for many people. So that was sort of my story and my real experience and how it it shifted my thoughts about COVID-19 and what was happening with COVID-19. Yes, okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And beautiful Julia, now an ancestor, how beautiful to just do that ski trip and live her life to the fullest. She did. Fully, beautiful, right? And so, yes. Mm, so thank you then for sharing that story. It is real. I love how you're inspired to utilize this time and really helping others because we are certainly seeing past life stuff coming up ancestral stuff coming up we're feeling the collective and there is a lot of fear going on when you're working with your clients what are you noticing with the fear is this like um, past life plague stuff what I'm noticing with many people that are that you know really are speaking about their fear and addressing their fear is they um, are really wanting to know what happened in terms of maybe illness in their family. What is their, what are the karmic stories in their family around illness? What are the karmic stories in their family around um, anger? Because many of them are very angry. You know, yeah. there's this fear, but there's all this, there's also this anger that their lives have been disrupted. And so, what are the karmic stories about anger? And can they? get support from the ancestors and are there stories that need to be cleared so that they can deal with what they're experiencing a little bit easier? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. If there is a history of illness in the family, if there is a history of deep anger, betrayal, um, grief even, and shame, there are those are karmic stories that can impact how people are responding to the current situation and the current environment that we're dealing with. And so it's very powerful to do this work because of that. Yes. And you're finding that people do want to go deeper, as you said. They want to go deeper, and more people are into this now. 
we're tired of just uh, looping in the same cycles. And so um, really getting out of these energies, betrayal, anger, grief, shame, the karmic stories that you mentioned, it is really interesting, you know, with the collective, and we're seeing that on all fronts. Do you find that when people clear it within themselves that they're more stable and balanced and not affected then by the what's going on outer? Do they have more wherewithal to see what's going on in the world or not care about it? I wouldn't say that that they don't care about it. They seem to still care about what's happening. But yeah. what I find is that the information doesn't send them into a downward spiral. It doesn't mm. send them into a state of depression or it doesn't send them into sadness. It really helps them to better, you know, really decide what information to take in because, you know, we can take too much information in, as we all know. And so what it has done, it has allowed them to only receive the information that is the most helpful for them to move forward and be able to block out that which doesn't need to be taken in. You know, we don't need the repeat cycle and watch every news show and every news program Mm -mm. and continuously getting the same information said a number of different ways. Right. Yeah, and what I find is that they are able then to say, okay, I can turn this off. I don't have to take this in. I can get my information from a source that resonates with me, that provides me with the information that is needed to decide what steps and what things I need to make and then move forward. One of the things you and I talked about, too, is that people are becoming more intuitive and we need to use our intuition. We need to decide what is right for us and what is wrong and what we may need to, you know, to take in and what we may need to push out. So it's a combination of really releasing these stories within the person's lineage working with the ancestors, receiving the information from the ancestors, and then also, you know, really tapping into our own soul guidance about what is right for me, what is not right for me, as we're, you know, learning more and more about what is happening. Right. As we're learning more and more that nobody really knows what's going on and the conspiracy theories are exhausting Yes. And so when we tune into that inner guidance and feel the call of the heart, heal, hear the call of the heart, and then release those stories, yes. Okay, so um, you help with this release of the story. And the ancestors, you check in with the ancestors. We are going to take callers on today's episode So we're asking for some volunteers. If you're on the phone or the web call, please raise your hand. Star 2 will allow you to do that. Um, I love these tools that you have developed, Monique. Um, And this is something that you've used in your own life, and it really helps people release this once and for all. Before we go to callers, let's, let's talk about the the main topic here of poverty, poverty, shame, and addiction. Um, how can how can an ancestral story of this po- poverty impact our finances and abundance today? Wonderful. So basically, our ancestors 
experienced, you know, they had experiences that included trauma and they have wounds and they have disappointments and anger and frustration and they've lost money, they've maybe earned money. They've experienced betrayal and abuse and abandonment and all of these karmic stories that basically are passed down from generation to generation to generation and they're embedded in our DNA. And what happens is as those stories are passed down, they become more and more intense. We may not know the stories. They may be totally invisible to us. I call it hidden grief as it's passed down from generation to generation. But it shows up in our life experience, how we make decisions, um, how we're going about life, how we are living, the people that we interact with, the responses that we have to certain situations such as the one that we're in. And so these stories impact our lives from generation to generation to generation to generation unless they're cleared, unless we really identify that these stories are showing up in our lives. And one of the ways to do that is to, in the example of poverty, take a look at your family lineage. What are you seeing around money in the family lineage? Are you seeing a great deal of money where people have been very financially successful? Are you seeing situations where people have lost a significant amount of money? Are you seeing situations where people have struggled around money, never made money, didn't seem to have opportunities, tried things that didn't work? What are the patterns that are being seen within the family? And that gives you a better understanding of what, stories may have been passed down from generation to generation. And then when people come to me to work with me, what I'm able to do is go back up to 14 generations and connect with the ancestors that may have experienced that karmic story. So if someone has an ancestor that experienced extreme poverty or maybe this ancestor was betrayed and lost all of their money, or maybe this ancestor was really, really wealthy, but this ancestor didn't, wasn't giving, was um, controlling and manipulative or maybe held on to their money or used their money in a negative way, that ancestor will come through and I'll communicate with that ancestor to find out what the story is. And once I hear the story, then we can look at how do we clear this story? What are some of the things that need to happen? And the ancestor may want me to do energy clearing. There may be some forgiveness work that we do. It may be just the sharing of the story that makes a difference. We help that ancestor now clear that story so that ancestor can become a wise guide for us when it comes to stories of poverty or struggles with abundance. And we work with that ancestor, receive the guidance. Usually the ancestor will share spiritual practices that help you clear the poverty story or whatever the karmic story we're working on is, clear that story from your current life as well. And what I find is that people find that they feel happier, lighter, freer. And in the case of clearing a poverty story, they notice that financially things are not as much of a struggle. They notice that more opportunities are available to them. And when we talk about poverty, we talk about money, but we're also talking about opportunities, we're talking about love, anything that we're lacking, once we clear that poverty story, once we, in, and poverty, shame, and addiction are all a part of the 
um, abundance or lack of abundance. So those are three stories that seem to impact uh, abundance quite a bit. Once we clear these stories, what happens is people start to notice that there's a flow of money that comes in or they start to notice that they're being exposed to more people who are meeting their vibration, who are people that they want to interact with. They're finding if they have a business, they're finding that there are more clients that are naturally finding them. And these are people who really resonate with them, who really are seeking out their work. We find if people have been feeling unloved, that they're feeling more loved, that they're feeling more of a flow of love. So anywhere where we're experiencing a lack or we're wanting more of something, as we clear poverty, shame, and addiction, we start to notice that what we're wanting more of begins to happen for us. It begins to unfold. Now, as I tell people, this is what we do during the session, but what people do outside of the session is far more important. When we're in the session, we're clearing those ancestors' stories, but we're also getting wisdom and guidance from these ancestors because along with them having these challenges, they also are resilient and courageous and fearless and they were kind and supportive, and they have wisdom that they can share with us. And as these ancestors are sharing this wisdom, they're giving us guidance, they're giving us spiritual practices. We have to apply those in order for us to fully release this story and experience the abundance that we're wanting to create in our lives. So it goes hand in hand. What we do in the session and what people do outside the session is what makes it so powerful. Yes, powerful indeed. And so I love that we are creating more opportunities in our lives. And what's yeah. interesting is that, you know, we've talked about past lives, but this is ancestral. This is our genetic in our DNA. Yes. We may not even know these ancestors. You're going back 14 generations, bringing through the ancestors to truly heal this once and for all. We're going to take some callers, and we're also going to talk about ways that people can work with you, too. You've got a course coming up, a four-week course where people yeah. can work with you to do all of this. We're going to talk about that. This is something that people can use in their own life. Do this on their own. It's beautiful, uh, and we invite our listeners to check that out it's on the special offer page that's linked here and you also of course do personal sessions where this is where we're going to get a little mini session right now and watch you in action because bringing through the ancestors it truly is amazing and that is your gift and i'm so grateful that you're here to offer that support so let's go to a caller are you ready yes Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Susan, you, Susan, hi. You are on a web call and you are unmuted. Hello. Hi. How are you? We hi, are Hi, Lauren. Hi. Dr. Monique, can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Perfect. Um, I have, uh, my own life has been totally blocked in all areas of flow, finances, love, um, I'm actually kind of trapped in a town I, I really don't want to stay in. But um, I know there was a there was an ancestral black magic contract done on my life. Um, 
when I was was quite young and then again at 18 and it it seems to relate back to well I don't know how far back it actually goes but it was false karma false debt the debt my parents had were, was dumped on me and that's come back in my life every four years since I was 18 I'm in my 60s now um, so I, it was Freemasonry it was uh, some of the the MK Ultra stuff my uncle and aunt were both psychiatrists associated with that and I'm the one it's all been dumped on <laughs> so I'd like to unblock that <laughs> and or see what you're seeing because that's the information I have okay okay so of course, in order to fully unblock it, we would we would definitely have to do more work with it. But as you were talking, you have an ancestor on your grandmother's side, which would be your your mother's mother's side, who, as you were talking, was saying, "Don't hold on to this. Don't hold on to this. This this isn't your stuff," and really encouraging you to release what you've been told about it. And that's sort of the first step in releasing it from your life completely. And she's saying some of what you've been told is accurate and true and much of what you've been told is not. And so she wants you to write down what you've been told and then take it and she wants you to either have a fire ceremony and burn it and release it or take it and pour oil over it in a bag, and throw it away. And she's saying to really begin to allow this story, these stories that you've been told, to begin to disappear from your thoughts and beliefs in your life. And she said, as you do that, there are going to be ancestors that step up that are far more powerful than any ancestor you've been told has had a negative impact on you. Because you have a group of, you have this this grandmother, but you have a group of aunties and grandmothers that are so powerful that when you engage with them, it will create a major, major shift in your life. And these are beautiful, kind, um, they're dressed like in all white. They are almost angelic in a way. They um, they were, some of them were healers, and so they're wanting to bring that healing in for you, but they're saying now is the time for you to release these ideas and these stories from your life so that you can live the beautiful life that they're all wanting to guide you towards. They're also saying that you're very, very intuitive, but you somehow have given your intuitive power away, and they want you to take your power back. And really, hmm. I, I and haven't given really, it away. It's, uh, I'm sorry. It's third chakra stuff that was done in the MK Ultra program. I've tried okay. to unblock that several times, and every time I unblock, they put it back in again. Okay. So, well, ask these uh, grandmothers and these healers to come in and help you unblock it. They're far more powerful than what you would imagine. And this healing stream, uh, I keep getting that I'm supposed to somehow be involved in that as well, even yes. though that's quite different from what I've done throughout my life. Yes, yes, that's interesting. I was getting that sense 
but I didn't want to put too much on you. But, yeah, you're actually being called to be the family healer, but also a healer. And I think that's a part of what they're saying is that I don't know that you've necessarily consciously given it away, right? But somehow just really starting to go do more going within and following your own guidance. And, yes, you definitely have the healing gifts of these grandmothers, and they're wanting that to come through as well. So just start connecting with them and, and talking to them. Talk to them as if they're in the room with you. When you're feeling like something is stopping you, blocking you, or there's some energy that doesn't feel right, invite them in to override that energy. That's beautiful. They can do it. What's your sense of how many generations back we're going? I was very close to my mother's mother, my grandma, my maternal grandmother, and I think her mother was also quite powerful. I think, but I also get um, my grandfather, who I was not close to, her husband, uh, his mother at times. But I, h- how far back does this group go, or you know, what's your sense of generations? There's a a fourth. It's like it's skipping generations. So there's a fourth, a sixth, and an eighth, and then ninth. Wow. Yeah. Four, six, eight, nine. Yeah. And that's my mother's mother's, or is it both sides on my mother's? Correct. Mother's mother's side. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's probably Irish going backwards. And know that that's these are the ancestors that are coming through now. It doesn't mean that there isn't there aren't ancestors on your father's side or your mother's father's side. There are other ancestors that can support you. What I find is that the ones that feel like they need to come through first are the ones that come through first. But there may be others that we would work with as well. That's beautiful. Is there anything else they're saying? To direct me now, I I always implement right away, and I'm very appreciative of this this help today. Yeah, I would say start with really having a relationship with them, talking to them, communicating with them as if they're there. If you don't have an altar, definitely looking at creating an ancestral altar where you honor them and welcome them in, and and you can, I mean, they're clear that you have this connection on your own. It's just sitting with it and practicing it and doing it and building a relationship with them like you would anyone else that you, you know, really enjoyed or wanted to spend time with. And that's the starting point for you. Perfect. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you very much, Dr. Denise. And thank you, Lorraine. Thank, thank you. you for taking my call. Yes, thank you, thank you Susan. Here. Thank you for being here. Cool. It is really interesting. As you see, so you're a seer then. Um, would you yeah. call yourself um, a median, medium or a channel? I would say more of a channel. Uh-huh. Um, because, because at times the ancestors will speak to me and share the information, and sometimes they'll speak through me. Uh-huh. So it okay. Just depends on what their comfort level is. And so, when you do, they is it an energy that you feel and sense, or do you get a vision too? 
Both, yes. I get uh-huh. energy from some and from others, like the vision of these um, grandmothers who were all dressed in white, sitting uh-huh. in, you know, it was almost like they were sitting in a kitchen kind of going, okay, let's have this conversation. Yeah. Kitchen talk. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Susan will be talking to her ancestors. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, it's just establishing connections that we just were not aware of. So let's take another caller. We're going over to Reno, Nevada, area code 77. Oh, Reno, Nevada, just okay. You did you okay, you're shy. You just put your hand down. Let's go. It looks like Anne in Waterbury, Connecticut. Hi, you're unmuted. Is this Anne? Yes, this is Anne. Hello, Loren, and hello, doctor. Thank you for taking my call. I've had a lot of clearings in my life, and I probably do clearings myself. So I don't think that I'm suffering from that. I mean, I get annoyances with my house. I mean, I'm used to being here because I'm retired now. So it's sort of I was prepared for this existence for the past three years. But if you see anything that I need to know about, I would appreciate it because I do practice Ho'opono. Mm. Okay, wonderful. Okay. In fact, I had one clearing. They told me it went back 16 generations. That can happen. Okay. Yeah. So I'm being directed to, directed to your father's side, father's father's side. You have a number of very ancient, ancient ancestors, 13th generation, 14th, 15th generation, that are definitely wanting to communicate with you more. They're okay. wanting you to really gather with them and Mm -hmm. they have some really beautiful messages to share with you through, I I don't know what kind of, or I guess you said you're retired so you're not working, but there are some, they're saying there are people that respect you and honor you and really love your wisdom and guidance and there are things that you are able to share with them in ways that other people couldn't share. They wouldn't receive it. They just wouldn't be able to receive it. And these ancient ancestors want to support you with providing those messages because they're seeing the ancestors and the guides around the people that you know that are needing what you have inside of you that needs to come forward for you to share with them, to support them through some of the challenges that they're experiencing. So I'm getting that you're pretty at peace. Right. And, but there, but now you are a really like a channel for this information, different than what we just talked about, about channeling, but you have these wise messages that need to be shared. And okay. there are people around you that need to hear mediums. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was mediumship or channeling, so I think I get that. Um, but it's funny. People are not very communicado these days, especially during the virus. You know, um, there's less back and forth with people. Um, people are isolating more, I think. Um, I, I try not to. You know, Are you saying it's coming from my father's side? Because I, yeah. I didn't know it was from both sides, both sides or not. Yeah, it, well, it could be from the other side, but but those are the first ones that come through to share with me. 
um, okay. Okay. what is happening for you. Yeah. Yeah. Are these male, female, even though male, male female, mixture. or both? Or? Both. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Both. And in terms of people being distant, not communicating as much, that's okay. Just spend the time gathering the knowledge, the information, and the wisdom, and there will be okay. opportunities for sharing. The opportunities will come to you. It will come forward. Okay. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Anne. Yes, really cool. All right. So one of the things that you teach is, um, you know, creating this altar to our ancestors. Uh, that's really interesting. And and that <clears throat> that actually builds their energy field allows them to communicate and be our guides. Yes. Yes. The altars are very powerful in creating that connection with the ancestors. And the altars can be fun and lively or they can be, you know, they can be big, they can take up half the room or they can be small like in a little box or on a uh-huh. small table. They can be as simple as a candle and a glass of water or as extravagant as fabrics and multiple candles and pictures of our ancestors and figurines. There's not one that's more powerful than the other. They're all just a part of your expressed creativity. And so people can do different things. You can have theme altars. Like I have an altar that's to all of the ancestors And then I had a very deep connection with my grandmothers, who were both healers and intuitives. And so I have an altar that is dedicated to just them, just to the grandmothers. And you can have more than one. You can have one. And so I tell people there's not a should about anything with the altars. And in the program that we'll talk about a little bit, I teach people how to create those altars and then I connect with their ancestors to find what types of things do they want them to include on the altar. There could be different types of food that they'd like them to include occasionally. I know my ancestors loved brandy, some of them. So I have a little bottle of brandy on my altar. I have an ancestor that loved coconut. And so I, from time to time, will put a little coconut on the altar. I have some that enjoyed chocolate. So I have chocolate kisses on my altar, and we can bring food. Uh, You know, occasionally if I make a dish or something that I know some of my ancestors enjoyed, I will bring a little bite and put it on the altar and acknowledge them and welcome them in. The altar can be, like I said, it can be as, you know, as big or as small as you want, and in the program I teach you how to create that and we talk to the ancestors, like I said, to decide what are some of the things that they'd like you to place on your altar to welcome them in. You know, if you're struggling with abundance, financial abundance, then there may be something that they, you know, coins or sometimes they'll encourage you to put, you know, your little piggy bank or something on there. I mean, it could be something fun, it can be something silly, or it can be something a little more serious or intimate. It may be money, Um different things like that. If there's love that you're feeling like you're lacking, they may want you to put um, hearts or 
They may ask you to draw something. They may ask you to write something. You know, so there's different things that you can include in your altar that acknowledges the ancestors and welcomes them into your home and into your life. Now, when we do these altars, we're only welcoming the ancestors who are our higher master ancestors that are loving and kind and ready to support us. If there's an ancestor that you had a really bad relationship with, you absolutely don't want to include that ancestor on the altar at this point. We'll clear the stories to help that relationship, but that's not the ancestor you want to place on your altar because when you look at your altar, you want it to make you feel uplifted and proud and make you feel good. And if that's an ancestor that you had, you know, that you knew or that you knew of that you have some real challenges with, you don't want that ancestor on the altar just yet. We'll work at including them later. So those are just some things that you can do with your altar. Yes, beautiful. Okay, again, that is coming up in a four-week class with you. Uh, It's a guided ancestral story clearing program. I love it. Higher master ancestors coming in, loving and kind uh, and beautiful clearing work. While we're on the subject, go ahead and share with us what the next weeks cover, because this is coming up in week one. Um, and so then, then what do you do? So we do that, and then we do in week two, I share with you a clearing poverty meditation and a forgiveness prayer that helps to clear the, begin to clear the poverty stories from your lineage on both sides of your family. And that meditation is extremely powerful at releasing poverty stories. And then we go into our third week, and you get to experience an ancestral story-clearing session. This is a group session where I channel messages from your ancestors and provide you with spiritual practices, and everyone on the call has an opportunity to experience a clearing. Similar to what we're doing today, a little bit deeper, a little, little bit more time, But everyone on the call that raises their hand, I will stay on until that everyone has been heard, and you'll receive this clearing. You can ask questions. You'll receive, like I said, spiritual practices and different tips to support you with clearing the poverty stories that are disrupting your happiness. So it's a really fun session. If you're not able to attend the live session, then you can submit to me a question prior to the call, and I will answer it on the call. You can go back and you will experience it just as if you were there live. Everything's recorded for replay. And then we go into week four, and we have another story clearing session. So you'll have an opportunity in that one to also receive some guidance and support, do some spiritual practices, share with me what has taken place from our first story clearing session, what have you seen, what changes have you seen, and what more information we need to receive from your ancestors. And that's what happens over the four weeks. So then the what is also an option, so we have an option too. So that's the four-week program, and we experience the four-week program. And then once, if you decide that you want to go a little bit further and you want something a little bit deeper, then we have a special offer for you that includes 
everything in Offer One, which is the four-week program, and it includes a session with me, a private session, you and I, one-on-one, taking a look at what are the karmic stories that are impacting your life, what karmic stories are preventing a flow of abundance for you, and we do a one-on-one 45-minute story clearing that also includes me doing a meditation that will help you to clear that story. So we have option one and option two, and I would love to support you and work with you um, in either one of those programs. Yes, you help so many people clear, 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 clean it up, clean it up. This is a great program to really go deep and to change those stories, to clear those stories that are preventing you from moving forward and just being awesome. There is a special offer button on this page. You can access that right there. Uh, That course starts soon and it will be recorded. Dr. Monique Hunt is here to help you and to help you break out of those loops and those cycles once and for all. It really is powerful work. This is the deep inner work. We're going to take some more questions now. There's some um, questions coming in over the comment line. I could read you a few of those. Yes. You can answer some of those, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one that we were talking of. This is a whole – remember how we were mentioning that everything is up for – uh, renewal in this. And so no matter where we are, some of us are alone. Some of us are in with um, people that um, were, I don't want to use the word stuck, but this question from Mickey, she's in a situation where she's stuck with someone. So she's in a 49th year of marriage. This is kind of a long question, but I'll try to read it here briefly because many of us can resonate with this or we certainly sympathize and empathize with it. Um, After many good years with the normal disruptions and then our lives falling apart financially, issues with my husband's health, I find myself living with a full-blown narcissist. Signs were there before, just not recognized as such. And it's manifested infrequently in small ways that didn't create issues of any consequence. This COVID isolation has pushed everything into a whole new scenario of a snarky, angry, disrespectful, blame everyone, take no responsibility for actions, long days of silence to punish and criticize everyone, and just being in my face and space for attention person. I'm handling the COVID situation fairly easily, she says, but not sure how to handle someone else's issues that are impacting my life 24-7. Because of changes due to financial issues, our family and friends are not geographically close to offer support. So as I work on releasing from my energy all that does not belong to me or serve me, how do I change the reality of someone else's energy intertwined with mine while maintaining love in all I do? Wow. Okay. That is a very deep question, and that has multiple layers, so we would definitely have to do, you know, multiple work. The first thing that came through was a beautiful ancestor. This is a an ancestor who um, of yours that died very, very, very old, um, got to live a very long, rich life, and had two loves in her life. 
She had her first one that was the longest, and then she had a second love. And she is encouraging you to reach out to his ancestors and ask his ancestors to remove some of the karmic stories that you see may have impacted his life. And it sounds to me like there's some shame and some grief, some history of violence and some anger right off the top, maybe even abandonment, that has taken place within his lineage. You can go into just silence, uh, light a candle. You want to get two glasses of water, one for you, one for the ancestors. And ask his ancestors, his wise and loving, kind, heal ancestors, to begin the healing process on some of the karmic stories that are impacting him. Now, he has free will, obviously. So he can choose to accept this or not accept it. You don't even have to have a conversation with him about it. All we're doing is offering this support and then his soul, his ancestors, your husband, all can decide how they want to accept this healing. But you're asking his ancestors, his wise and loving, kind, master ascended ancestors, to begin to sweep away these karmic stories that are creating so much agitation for him, that are creating some of the emotional challenges that he's experiencing. And that is one way that you can begin to do that. And you can ask your loving ancestor who has had two loves, who's very wise and was a healer of her in her own right, did lots of energy work that was more through her images in her mind uh, than it was in terms of her actually physically doing anything. So she would create these images of people happy, whole, and healthy, and then she would send light to them for that healing. You can bring her forward and get her support to do the same thing with your husband and then offer that same support to his family, living or deceased, who may also need to receive that, and then you can call upon his ancestors, his master loving kind ancestors, to begin to clear those karmic stories from his lineage as well. That is a starting point. takes a little bit of time, but you can definitely offer that in terms of his healing. In terms of yours, it sounds like you're doing some of the good stuff already, taking care of yourself. You definitely want to continue to make sure that you're taking care of you. You have an ancestor on your father's side who was sort of the comedian, jokester, kind, loving, but was the funny funny guy. And he's encouraging you to create more opportunities for laughter, whether it's watching a comedy or reading something that makes you laugh or, you know, watch, looking at or learning about jokes or reading, you know, a book of jokes or something that makes you laugh. 
wanting you to bring more laughter into your life. And that will begin to do and help you do your own clearing and cleansing as well. Um, Let me just see what else. Yeah, laughter. More laughter. So it might even be doing something silly, like if you have a dog going out and just, you know, rolling around and playing with the dog. If you don't have a dog, obviously that's not an option. But something just fun, um, maybe coloring in a coloring book, something that brings out that childlike playfulness inside of you. And that will begin to help you heal and it will also help you begin to set even deeper boundaries around someone else's behavior. So that's that's the quick side of the answer, but that's definitely something that we could do multiple layers of clearing on and really get you to the point where you're experiencing more joy. I also want to add, if there's any abuse or anything, you know, physical abuse or if you feel threatened in this situation, to definitely seek out help and support. If you feel that... Um, this has something to do with some emotional situations that are going on that need professional help, I'm encouraging you to get the professional help as well. So that's always important. Thank you. Mickey, we hope that helps you, goddess. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. All right. So even watching just funny movies or something that makes you laugh out loud. Awesome. Thank you so much, Monique. Okay. Yes, you're welcome. Let's go. I think it's LaVon in Reno, area code 775. You're unmuted. Hello. Hi there. Good afternoon, ladies. Uh, My family is one that believes that you have to work so hard to barely squeak by. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's check in with your answers. Mhm. That came from an ancestor. Oh, that's interesting. So there's an ancestor on your father's father's side. Uh, not sure about the generations yet, but very far back, who worked for a very wealthy family and worked very, very hard. Mm-hmm. But watched this wealthy family not have to work as hard. And so this ancestor began to believe that only the people who worked really, really hard were able to be successful who didn't already have money. So if you had money, you could kick back, lay back, you didn't have to work very hard. But if you didn't have any money, you had to work, 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 and that's all that this ancestor did, never to acquire the wealth of what of the family that he was working for. And it became very frustrating for him that he worked so hard and could never get to the place where these people are, you know, where they're relaxed and easy and they're able to do things, go places, buy things, um, have what he perceived to be an easier life. No matter how hard he worked, that was never attainable. And it became frustrating to the point where he pretty much just worked himself into his death. And what he's sharing with me now is 
what he realizes is that it would have been more important and he would have been more successful had he built the relationships, had he spent time with the people that he loved, had he spent more time playing and enjoying life, he knows that those opportunities for creating abundance would have flowed to him much easier. And so he's really encouraging you at this time to do more playfulness, to um, to really connect with people, to enjoy people, and to begin to remove the idea that you have to work so hard to have anything. Because what he's also sharing with me, particularly in your case, you're a person that can easily manifest things. But there's this energy that's there of everything, you have to work for everything, you have to work hard for everything. But mm-hmm. he's saying to me that you can actually start to visualize, think, create this vision of what it is that you want and believe that the opportunities will come to you and begin to release the idea that you have to work for everything and you're going to have some things that are going to flow to you that you never had to work for. Nice. Never had to work hard for. And he wants to help you do that. He wants to help you do All that. Right. So the first step for you would be identifying something that, I mean, and something small, not a huge thing, something that you just really want to see change around abundance in your life. And it could be finances, it could be anything. And then mm-hmm. remove from that that you have to work real hard for it. Just believe that somehow, some way, it is going to show up for you, whether it's through an opportunity to work or someone saying, you know what, I'd like to just go ahead and give you this, or you win it, (laughs) or the door opens up to an opportunity to expose you to it, something along that line. There's some changes Mm -hmm. that's taking place. So that would be, that's their message for you. Great. What a gift. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Monique. That was wonderful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. You bet. Yes, LaVon, stay in touch with us and let us know what transpires, how that Mm. shifts for you. That's really exciting. Cool. You bet. I'll do that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Okay, we're going onward. We're going to do another caller. Uh, this is going, I believe this is overseas, international code 44. Caller, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hello, is, is that May? Hello? Hi, say your name. Did you say Hi. it was April or May? <laughs> Hello, I'm Michelle. 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 Oh, hi, hi Michelle. Michelle. I know Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Thank you. I wanted to work with, I've been doing some work with my female lineage. Now, my mother has always said she hates herself. And I brought that through for me and I worked with it on my soul life purpose. I hated me for a long time till I woke up and started on my soul's journey 
then I got to like me, then I got to love me. However, I still have low self-esteem and low self-worth. So I'm thinking there's more work to do there. So if you could help us all, that would be great. Thank you, Dr. Monique. You're welcome. Okay, let's see what your ancestors have. So I'm being guided to your father's side of the family. Father's father side. That'd be your grand grandfather's side. Yeah. You have um going back roughly six generations. You have a young ancestor girl who was never seen and supported and always felt that um, everyone around her was more important. She felt that that's how her... um, That's how her parents saw her or didn't see her, that everyone around her was far more important. What's interesting is that this girl was very powerful. She was um, a healer in her own right. And it's she, that's exactly how I feel, and that's how my parents relate to me, and I'm a healer. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you. Yes. She... Um, so she she was very very intuitive. She was she had some healing gifts and so people ignored her for some reason. She was sort of you know, we love her but we're just not putting a whole lot of energy and time into her. And so she said that she became very bitter and angry and she did things to try to get attention. And the more she did them, the worse the situation became for her to the point where she basically ran off with someone and never returned back to her family until she basically transitioned into the spirit world. And her message to you is that she's been with you since day one, but she needed some clearing. So we're asking her to forgive her family, her parents, all the people around her, all the adults who failed her. We ask, we're asking her to forgive herself and to forgive all. We're asking her to forgive for the times that she felt abused, abandoned, betrayed, for the times she felt anger and violence, for the times she felt shame and grief. We're asking her to forgive herself and to forgive all those who created an energy that made her feel like she was invisible, that made her feel like she had to hide. We're asking that you release this now. Okay, so what she's saying is that she wants to support you with being more visible and that it is your time. It is it is time for you to be seen for these incredible gifts that you have. And... She said that if you place something blue and a 
star on your altar, that will indicate to her that you're welcoming her into your home to begin to help you shift this energy around not being seen, not being enough. And she just keeps saying, you are enough. You're beautiful. You're kind. You're generous. You have gifts. You have a lot to share with the world, and she wants to support you in doing that because she didn't get a chance to do it. So now this is her spiritual contract to come and support you and to help you. So something blue, a star, water. She wants you to get a glass of water and take a marking pen and write words of love and kindness to yourself on the outside of the glass of water. And then she wants you to replace that water on your altar every two days for a 10-day period. So that's a practice for you to get started. Wow. Do you have a name for her, Dr. Monique? Please. For some reason she's saying Sarah. Sarah? Either Sarah or Sarah. Do you know, because that's what I, obviously I picked up on that because I'm intuitive and I called myself as my spiritual name, Sarah. Oh, my goodness. So it's like, yeah, obviously there's some part of me that knew that because my, my birth name is Michelle Suzanne, but I call myself now Michelle Sarah. So it's like... Yeah, I knew, didn't I? I just hadn't connected the dots. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Beautiful. That's awesome. Thank you. That is. That is so cool, Michelle. Wow. See, you're already connected. Yeah. I just wasn't kind of, wasn't totally aware of it. But yeah, thank you. Uh, Lauren and Monique, that's awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. And this illustrates that Monique is such a beautiful facilitator and can really connect the dots for us so we don't have to go it alone. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to overanalyze ourselves too much. She's really a beautiful guide to show you the connection. She's got insight, uh, an ability to connect you with your ancestors to begin clearing these stories. Let's take another caller. This will be, um, it looks like April in San Diego. (laughs) Hi, April. Hi. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Dr. Monique. Um, Hi, April. I loved it with the last caller. Hi. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I love go ahead. With the last caller that you said April um, when you were hearing her name, Loren. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought it was April or May. That was funny. April, yeah, May. I where love we it. are. Yeah. Yay. Well, San Diego well, is one I'm... of my favorite places on the planet, and I was actually supposed to be in San Diego right now. So it's nice oh, my that goodness. San Diego is here with us, right? Oh, yes. I just love Southern California. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Okay. Um, wow, I've had so much, so many connections listening to this call, and a big one that came up for me were um, ancestors from past lives, which 
I, you know, I, I normally didn't think that I was bringing in that type of energy, but I'm feeling a lot of them coming through. Um, my, my biggest thing that I'm working on in this life is that financially I take one little step forward and then about 50 back, um, and it seems to be uh, repeating over and over in this lifetime. And I was just wondering who is coming forward for me to help me with that. Okay. An ancestor on your father's mother's side. Uh, okay. okay, I'll get the it'll the generation will come through in a moment. Pretty far back okay. though. Was a man who had a business and a very successful business, local business, small business, pretty successful. Um finances, you know, would flow pretty well. And he was betrayed by someone and lost everything. Mm-hmm. And it left him very, very um, angry and disappointed because what also happened is it diminished his respect in the community. People mm-hmm. respected him because of his money and not because of who he was as a person. And he didn't realize that until he lost everything and became very angry. And although he was yeah, never it. able, pardon? Oh, I see it. Oh, as soon as you mentioned him, I saw him just like you know stomping his feet and like hitting his fists into the you know into the air. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what happened for him is there's someone in your family lineage that uh, I would say. I'm not sure if it's a current living member. I think so. I I just went immediately to my uh, narcissistic father. Yes. My standing Um, narcissistic father. No, so this is a little bit different. Um, This isn't a family member who has done some ancestral clearing type work. So this is either someone who's living or not living who did some work with this particular ancestor to help clear that story. So the beautiful piece for you with this ancestor is that he did eventually rebuild, but nothing the way it was before, but he was happier because he was then respected for for who he was as a person. And for him, that was abundance. That was abundance because he didn't have it when he had all the money. And so that I was it. abundance I see that all of a sudden. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Oh, That's I just, okay. I just, yeah, I just yeah. I saw that he became heart centered once he mm-hmm. once he you know lost the money that he had to go in deep into himself to find who he really was and that that shifted so much for him on the exterior by doing that. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, and so what he's saying okay. is that he can support you with what you're experiencing. And he, so what kind of work do you do? Oh, I've been on Social Security Disability for years. So, yeah, I just, okay. eek, I just okay. eek by, yeah. But but, okay. but I'm a healer. I, I have so many gifts and, and, well, and that's, still I'm trying to figure out how to bring them out there to the world. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that is that was why I was asking because I sensed that you were doing something with that. He 
Mm-hmm. He developed his healing gifts in the process of reclaiming his life. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that that is the step for you, to claim your healing gifts and to begin to share them in ways that feel right for you. Okay. And that you have some very natural abilities. It's one thing, you know, mm-hmm. there there are ways that you can go and you can learn and and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But for you, no matter what you learn, eventually your natural abilities will supersede all of that. Yeah. I so that. learning I new modalities <laughs> brings back brings out your gifts, but mm-hmm. isn't the end all for you. Oh, definitely. It started with Reiki and just has evolved into something just beyond words. And yeah, I'm the type of person that'll pick up a little bug just to rescue it. And yeah, I, I'm I'm constantly healing everything out there. <laughs> Continuing yeah. to okay. do that, and then um, is I'm getting a sense that there's something around um, you being able to find be financially compensated in some way for that. Yeah, I've, so start to you know kind of feel that. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely feel that as truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. yeah, I felt. Oh well, you're welcome. You've been here this this whole time with me, and and just some of these people that have come forward during this call have just wow, just brought tears to my eyes, and because I'm so connected to all that, you know, and just yeah, seeing them and hearing them, and this is awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. One of the things that I also want to share, too, um, this isn't just mm-hmm. specific to you, it's to everybody. Any of the practices that have been shared here today, anyone can utilize these practices. So as the ancestors are sharing, just because someone was, one person was told to put blue and a star on their altar doesn't mean that you can't do it, too, to bring in the kind of energy that that star in the blue may have represented or a glass of water or any of the practices that are shared. You can try any of these and bring them in. There's no no harm in doing that. So that's the beauty of the group sessions, and that's why I included the group sessions in the package because in those group sessions not only do you get your own healing and clearing, but you also get to hear about the different practices that you can implement into your life to bring in the energy of whatever it is that you're wanting more of. So thank you for I've, I've been up. doing that on this call. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Thank you, April. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Oh, Monique, it's just so amazing. It really is. And seeing the shift, I want to share from Mickey, who married with her husband for 49 years. She says, you gave such detailed on-point advice for both myself and my husband. Yes, so that's beautiful. Thank you for your kind words. She says, I will play with everything that you've offered. Yes. Okay, she doesn't have any physical abuse. It's just emotional, so very good. And um, thank you for addressing this and for being in this life for me and everyone that you so lovingly touch. Thank you, Mickey. I know that makes Monique feel very, very good and on point with her mission. Yes, she's stepping up with these great gifts that she has. We are all doing this, and 
If you'd like to work with Monique, she's got a beautiful offering for you to do so. So check that out in her special offer. I want to go to a question here. This one, I don't have a name, but this one says, no family connection due to an adoption, never knowing mm-hmm. biological family. Is there a connection with mother's side for reproductive issues or low self-worth acne from my father's side? Okay. It would be really helpful if we had a name, but let me share this. This is sort of a general um, answer. When we are, When people are adopted, you take on the energy of your adopted family and their ancestors. It is not necessarily bedded in your DNA, your physical DNA, but it's in your spiritual DNA. And so it plays a part in your life as well. Not as strong as your physical DNA, but it does play a part in your life. And then, of course, we know that you had a biological mother and father. And what their experiences were plays a part in your DNA. We don't have to know who they are in order for, you know, in order for me to work with you. I just know that they exist, right? Well, we know they exist because you wouldn't be here if they didn't. We know that they exist, and I can intuitively connect with them. It's a little bit easier if I have a name, so let me just see if I can get from your question the energy. You do have an ancestor on your father's mother's side who lost three children. And she was sort of labeled um, as one who couldn't carry child and was whispered about and was mistreated. And this was maybe six, seven generations back, and was considered fragile. And the husband that she was with left her for someone else because he wanted to have children. Well, let me tell you what happened. He left her, and he could not have children with the second wife. It was later found out that he was the problem, not her if you consider it a problem. He was the one that was unable to um, unable to, to get her pregnant. It wasn't her having a problem with getting pregnant. She went on to remarry, and she had um, multiple children. But she never really got over the wound of being treated poorly and never saw herself as a mother in the way that she needed to see herself. And so that energy has kind of gone down from generation to generation to generation. And I don't know if there's fertility challenges that are happening but for you, but I would imagine that because you're asking the question, there may be. You can call upon your great 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 grandmother on your father's mother's side to help you with your fertility issues and challenges that you're experiencing she can help you she has helped 
multiple members of your family, and she is definitely one that can can open up all of the possibilities for you. Uh, she also says that eventually some work with your um, biological mother's family would be really helpful because giving a child up for adoption is not something that is done lightly. And so um, it definitely has an impact on on the mother. And so there's some things that are going on on your mother's family, in, within your mother's family lineage, your biological mother's family lineage, with having um, a number of children that have been given up for adoption throughout that lineage for a variety of reasons. Some were adoption by other family members because of death for a variety of reasons. And so there is some clearing that can happen there. But we want to go back to this other grandmother, this beautiful grandmother that can help you with infertility um, challenges. You want to bring her in. She wants me to let you know that she likes she likes um, water with a twist of lemon. <laughs> she she likes chocolate. And she loves the colors pink and gold. So you can include any of that on your altar, which welcomes her into your life and begin talking to her about what you're experiencing and asking for her to create, <coughs> excuse me, a way that you can release the challenges you're having. Mm. Thank you. All right. We know that was helpful. Thank you for that. Welcome your ancestors in, the highest master ancestors who are loving and kind. It's beautiful work with Dr. Monique Hunt as we clear these stories, these ancestral stories. That is our time for today. We don't have the time or the space to answer all these questions. We apologize, but we hope that you have been given this beautiful tool to tap in, to create that altar for your ancestors. Ah, it's beautiful. And so we'll do one last quick question, and it's a it's a written question here, because this can help with all of us, you know. Um, these things that uh, we resonate with these, like like the name that we had today, right? Um, Michelle and her name, Sarah. She was already picking up on that resonance. And so here's a question from Sandra in Buenos Aires. And it says that I know, as far as I know, there were many healers among my ancestors and in my past lives. I fully feel that it's my soul's mission to be an energy healer. However, work and money are an issue. Is there any connection to my ancestry here that you can uh, advise on? Mm -hmm. We hear this so often that people, um, and I'm not saying that you're associating energy work with not having money, but, you know, it is a real thing for people. People are concerned. They feel this calling, but they don't see how they can create something that actually supports them 
in their work. For some people, they're even told that you're not supposed to earn money doing this. And my feeling about that is if I have to go get another job, and I was an engineer in <laughs> in my previous career, if I had to work as an engineer full-time, I would not be able to do all of the things that I'm able to do to help people with the work that I'm doing now. So it is okay to get paid. So if you're finding that that's one of the blocks, it may or may not be for you, then that's something to consider. So let's take a look at your healing team. You have a healing team of ancestors, and there are some, so you have your biological ancestors that are part of your healing team, but wherever you're actually living, there's ancestors of the land where you're living that are also wanting to support you with your gifts. And these ancestors of the land just need you to acknowledge them, acknowledge their existence, acknowledge their struggles. So I don't know if there's a way that you might be able to get a little bit of information about the area of the world that you're living in, where wherever you are, the place that you're living in, the land that you're living on, if there's any information that you have there. But there's something about your ancestors, the ancestors on that land. They're not necessarily your biological ancestors, but they're the ancestors of the land who are wanting you and encouraging you to rise up. And that's why you're feeling more and more like you are being guided and pushed and nudged to do this because they're encouraging and nudging you and supporting you in doing it. So anywhere you can stand where you just kind of feel your feet on the earth and just invite them to share their wisdom and guidance with you. So those are not your biological ancestors, the ancestors of that land. Your biological ancestors, you have a healing team that consists of three female ancestors, one male, two spirit guides, and an angel. And all of them are ready to use you as a vessel for doing healing work. However, there are some layers of karmic stories that could be cleared that will make that more of a clear channel. And some of those are shame is one. There is a little bit of addiction there that needs to be cleared and some stories around poverty and then grief. So those are the four stories that seem to be showing up that are making it a little difficult for these ancestors to come through and support you. But they definitely are ready to guide you. They're definitely ready to be your healing team. And when you are ready, and even when you're feeling like you're sort of ready but you're not quite ready, it is time for you to take a step further, step out. Because when you do, the ancestors of the land this healing team that you have will be there to support you and to put you in front of the right people and open the doors for you. That doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything, obviously, but they're going to create 
the successful space for you to be able to do this. But I would say that clearing those poverty stories is going to is going to really help you even more because it's going to give you a better access to that healing team. Yes, that is beautiful. Getting rid of this debris and these mm-hmm. stories actually brings in more information. That is so beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing as well how we can connect, not just Sandra, yes. but we can all connect with the ancestors of the land with our feet on Absolutely. the earth and invite them in. And oh my goodness, we can be shown magic and we can align and work with these incredible teams and ancestors that are here for us. Absolutely. That is mastery. And we're only going to get better at recognizing what that feels like, what it senses. Um, You know, at first it's just this, we can see where these things are holding us back. But once we get through that, oh my goodness, the inspiration, as you mentioned, opening the doorways, presenting opportunities that come from this connection, that is new earth and it is coming when we are mastery and masterful enough to achieve that. And this is it. So it's cool. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone that has asked questions and been courageous enough to open themselves to messages from their ancestors. And I just have to say it's always an honor for me to connect people with their ancestors. I see it as a gift from each individual and from their ancestors to allow me to be the one to make that connection. So thank you to all of you, and thank you to you for inviting me to be here. Oh, we really enjoyed it. We love this. This is beautiful. Your work is beautiful. Uh, You're supporting so many in this, and it's just extraordinary. So Dr. Monique Hunt is your guide to connect you and help you clear these stories once and for all to tap into that power. As that resonates with your heart, we invite you to check out her special offer that's waiting for you. So, Monique, thank you. This is beautiful. And the world is lighter. Thank you so much. And we give you a big energetic hug. Mm, Thank you. I receive it. Thank you very much. And (laughs) thank you for doing this work and bringing the voices and the wisdom into the world from all these amazing beings, both physical and non-physical. So thank you for being you and allowing this this work to be channeled through you. Ah, well, thank you. So as we wrap up and before we dance our way out of here, can you take a moment for everyone just to feel these beautiful beings that are around us? Yes. So just close your eyes for a moment if it's safe to do so. And just take a deep breath in. And just imagine that you're sitting on a beautiful bench out in nature. And the ancestors begin to flow towards you. And there's one ancestor that takes a seat on the bench right next to you. And this ancestor is the ancestor of wisdom, 
ancestor that has a divine message for you that you can carry forward today. And this ancestor presents this message in the form of a gift. So receive that gift now. And as you receive the gift, notice the colors, what the gift symbolizes. And now open this gift and receive the message that this ancestor has for you. Just take a moment and whatever comes up for you, that's a message for you. And just thank this ancestor for this brief visit, knowing that you can go back to this bench, go back to nature, go back and visit with this ancestor or any ancestor in your lineage, any historical ancestor that inspires you, any ancestor of the land. You can sit on this bench and ask questions and receive guidance and wisdom. Sometimes that guidance will come in the form of a thought, an idea, or maybe the ancestor's message will come as you move throughout your day. But know that they're with you and the answers will be revealed. And just thank the ancestor. And when you finish with this session and you get off the call, take a moment to just write down what you felt, experienced, what you heard, or the message that you feel you received. And then go about your day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank you to the ancestors, our spiritual teachers, and all the divine ones for these messages and for helping us with your wisdom and your guidance and your love. In full faith, so be it. So be it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Monique Hunt. This has been another amazing quantum conversation with you. Thanks for being Thank here. You. Thank you very much. I look forward to more and hearing more from you. Yes, absolutely. And again, thank you, too, for listening. And if you'd like to work with Monique, check out that offer. Yeah, she's got that course starting soon. Uh, thank you. We are dancing our way to the cosmic heart today, going back into that space, that beautiful space that Monique put us in with our ancestor, and we are being assisted by the plant music. This is music of a Douglas fir in Colorado, out in nature, connected with the land. And as we dance our way to the cosmic heart, go back into that process that we learned just now with Monique and feel your gift from your team. Namaste.
quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.